Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back with part two of our 2017 season preview. Uh, this time we are moving from the Mountain West to Conference USA, and that is where we find the coach, Corey Burton, um, you know, you know, relatively close to uh, one of the favorites, MTSU. But, uh, Coach, I'm curious to see uh, who you got running the show here this year. Well, the Coosa. That's uh, it's just fun for me to say. I don't know. But uh, no, this is going to be an interesting. Uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, conference here because you know with the Mountain West you had one really heavy division, and then the other you had a team that was pretty much just going to run away with it. But I, I think honestly, all three teams in each division, the East and the West, could you know get up there and, and realistically win. You know, you have uh, the Hilltoppers of WKU. Uh, they share a really good nickname with uh, with another school that I know. Uh, MTSU, the Blue Raiders, Old Dominion Monarchs were both seven and five. Uh, Western Kentucky was nine and four last year. Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, and UTSA were all bowl teams from the West. So they had what set they had seven bowl teams, uh, and and you had North Texas kind of jumping in there. So the West, I guess, is is slightly stronger. Uh, it was kind of odd that North Texas got in there at five and seven, uh, but. You know, we, we, we will uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that. So, you know, what I'm going to do for this conference is just kind of run through what I think the standings are going to be. Uh, and then we'll, we'll just kind of – I'll kind of preview who I think the top four – you know, the, the, the who I think is going to be the favorite to win it and then who the top contender is and then maybe uh, maybe a sleeper on each side or maybe just no – yeah, maybe a sleeper on each side and then kind of give you my, my superlatives. So, uh, you know, how I think the uh, divisions are going to uh, – are going to – finish i think wku is going to is still going to win the east i think it's going to be a little bit tighter of a race this year but i still think they come out on top of the east mtsu the, the blue raiders i think they come out uh they come out strong brent stock still coming back as a junior uh the the left-handed quarterback here is gonna he's gonna do some big things for mtsu but i think ultimately down the stretch i think um uh, western kentucky is going to be a little bit too strong old dominion the the newcomers of the uh Conference USA last year, they're they're going to contend as well. I think they finished just barely outside the top two. I still think they have a really successful season, go to a bowl. I think then the Fighting Kiffins, followed by Marshall, followed by FIU, and then Charlotte. Still, uh, they just got a long way to go. They got some they got some good things going on up there, but I still think they just have a long way to go. Uh, Louisiana Tech on the other side, I think um, has a has the best chance to win the West. I think Southern Miss is nipping at their heels. The Roadrunners, one of the coolest nicknames in the conference, is uh, is right there in a close third. I think North Texas, uh, your worst bowl team from last year, I think they kind of sit there in, in the middle, but I think they can do some good things too. Rice, whoa, 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 Utah. Boston. Yes, that, that, is, that is very true. That is, that is very, very true. Uh, but Rice, UTEP, and UAB. UAB, uh, welcome back. Uh, they're you know they're just going to finish uh, DFL in this conference, but 
Uh, UAB was such a no-show last year. It was real disappointing. I know. I mean, they just it was like they didn't exist or something. I don't know. Weird. Uh, so that's just, that's kind of an overview of how I see the uh, divisions finishing out without really jumping into previewing every single team because you know, let's face it. I don't think there is a there's a rabid UAB fan that listens. I may be wrong. There, the whole the whole dadgum alumni base might listen to the show. I don't know, but. Uh, but just for the sake of what my instinct is telling me, we're gonna we're gonna back off from previewing UAB unless one of you two think they are a uh, a true contender or a sleeper and, and maybe. Well, it, it's hard to tell, seeing as that they did not com- they did not compete in football at all last year. So we have literally no idea of even like who's going to be on the team, who's starting, anything like that. Um, I think they I think they called me the other day and I didn't answer. They left a message and. I still have to really call them back. Do you still have some, Coach, you still have eligibility? I, I might. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, though, Coach. You, I mean, you played fullback. So, I don't know. If, they, if they're running the spread, you might not fit too well into the scheme. Uh, I don't know man, if they're man, full I, style. I could, or... I could catch some passes now. You, 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 you don't even know. I'm, All I'm right. A, I'm a threat in the passing game. All right. Well, speak, uh, threats in the passing game, though, um, uh, I think one of the big questions coming into this year in the conference is who is uh, – th- there are sort of two quarterbacks that are sort of head and shoulders above everyone else. That's the aforementioned stock still and Western Kentucky's Mike White. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that sets either one of these guys apart from the other one? Well, I, I think the only thing you can truly look at that sets them apart is one's left hand and one's right hand. I think they're, I think they're equally as talented. Honestly, uh, they have a bevy of weapons. I, to, you know, to be honest, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think what's going to set them apart is Mike White has just a little bit more uh, returning starters coming back. He has three offensive line starters returning. Uh, he has a right tackle that's coming in as a senior. He has a center that's uh, that's coming in as a sophomore. He has uh, Nicarius Fant, who I think was a transfer from Louisville, if I if I believe. I believe that's if I correct. Believe that um, DeAndre Furby, who's a big bruising tailback, is, is somebody that can uh, you know keep the run game going uh, if they need it because they're a spread you out team. Furby is one of those guys that can run out of what we call ten personnel, where there's not really any tight ends or any fullbacks or anything, but he can run out of ten or 11 personnel or maybe even uh, 20 personnel where you have another kind of like another H back wing and, and he can really just get it done in the run game. And I think it opens up a lot for Western Kentucky. And I think that's why they're dangerous. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, Mike Sanford. This is going to be his first season as head coach. So, you know, in your first season, there's no telling how it's going to go. You look at some of the, the, the rookie head coaches a year ago, uh, Will Muschamp was taking over what was a bottom feeder uh, South Carolina program and, and kind of surprised some folks and went to a bowl game. And then you had Kirby Smart taking over an extremely talented Georgia team going underachieving, going seven and five. So, you know, with these rookie head coaches, you'd like to say that you, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you never really know. And, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly talented enough to, to win this conference. And I still think they do, but, you know, there's just always a little bit of a doubt. And, and here's, here's why I think Western Kentucky, you know, outside of uh, Mike White, I, I think their defense is, uh, is going to be really strong. Even though they lost their uh, uh, senior leader in TJ McCollum, um, even though they, I, they, they lost him, they, you know, they, they come back with Joe Brown, who's a senior. He had a, he had a team best uh, 10 passes broken up last year. 
uh, defensive backs, LeVarrette Johnson and DeAndre Simmons, um, you know, they were involved in that as well. And they just, you know, the secondary, I, I don't believe they got a ton of interceptions, but, you know, they're, they're always in the right position. They're always just kind of making that stop when, when they needed it the most. Um, you know, you, you have Skylar Simcox, if, if you're looking at special teams, which is an important phase of the game, hashtag third phase, most important phase, or whatever our slogan was last year. Uh, he won the competition place kicking duties last year, so they, they had kind of a, uh, a kicker controversy, if you will. Uh, 16 to 22 in field goal attempts last year. Uh, also, they have a great return game. Fant averaged 15.6 yards per punt return and had a pair of touchdowns. So that could be a lethal uh, a lethal combination with not only is he going to go up and pluck some passes for Mike White, but if you you better be, be careful when you punt it to him because he could take it to the house and, and really just either take it to the house or flip the field on you. And, and that's just as important. In, in special teams as scoring on special teams is flipping field position. And, and Nicarius Fant could very well do that. And then, of course, DeAndre Furby is kind of that hammer-type tailback. And, you know, I, I think they had the makings of a good team. I think Mike Sanford's going to have to do a little recruiting and, and build for, for next year. But I think this year's team's pretty, pretty set. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, then, Western Kentucky obviously has, uh, you know, they lost their uh, they lost the coach to – uh, to Perdome, but you know they, they've got a lot of uh, Phil got a lot of Perdue. talent there. Um, but MTSU, you know, who I, who I think uh, I think you've got as, as the runner up there. They have um, first of all they they return uh, one of the most uh, electrifying players in not just the conference but all of college football in Richie James. Um, and they made a really nice coaching hire uh, to shore up their defense um, in Scott Schaefer. I, I was sort of curious what, what you think about um, about those. Well, I, I love the, the defensive coordinator hire, Scott Schaefer. I think he was, you know, I, I think he's a great coordinator. I, 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 you know, he tried his luck at head coach. It just didn't work out for him at Syracuse. And, you know, there's no reason to think that it won't work somewhere else, you know, after after a couple more years. But, I mean, he comes in and they return all but – let me just try to do the math here. They return eight starters uh, on that side of the ball. And, and, you know, when you come in as a new coordinator, that's one of the things you evaluate when you take a job. You know, how many returners do I have in my first year as coordinator in, in this new place? You know, if you have a lot of experience coming back, it's going to be relatively smooth transition. If you're coming into a place like UNLV or – New Mexico, where they had a ton of starters to replace on their defense, you know, it could be a little bit more challenging. But, I mean, he has the luxury of having his entire back end and his entire linebacking core coming back. The only thing he – the only starters he's replacing is on the defensive line. And, and, you know, those guys can – you know, those guys are probably – out of the entire defense, those guys are probably the easiest to catch up to speed, I I would say. And, And so, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him there. And, of course, you know, uh, everything you can say, whatever you want to about the offense, but they are electrifying. Uh, Brent Stock still is is huge. Um, he's going to be a dynamic quarterback for this group. I I think honestly he's going to finish all conference. He's going to put up a ton of numbers uh, for for the Blue Raiders. I, I think the only literally the only difference in MTSU and Western Kentucky is I, I think Western Kentucky is going to beat MTSU head to head. I think that's going to be the tiebreaker, honestly. Um, because I think both are going to put up a lot of numbers. I think both are going to put up a lot of points. I think both are going to be able to stop a lot of people. But I just think that with 
I think the difference, honestly, is going to be the running game. I think uh, with with those two teams, I think with Western returning their big hammer of a, of a tailback, they can go into the four-minute drill and really close out a game if they have any sort of lead. MTSU doesn't – I don't want to say they don't have that luxury, but we just don't know because we don't know exactly what Shane Tucker brings to the – brings to the table. We know what DeAndre Furby can do. Um, I know what he could do. I saw I saw him when he was in high school. We played against him and they gave him sixteen yards and you know he earned every every yard of that hundred and sixty he put up on us. Um, but uh you know it's just you know that, that that's the difference in the teams, honestly. And and uh you know they've got big shoes to fill with losing Itavius Matters to uh to the league and uh you know that's that's gonna be that's going to be a challenge for the Blue Raiders, but I think defensively they'll they will stop just about everybody. And you know, I think maybe your defensive player of the year for this conference could come from this group. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got the same thing. Western Kentucky just barely edging out Middle Tennessee State, and, and to me, the difference makers. Coach, you hit on them. Western hosts Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, and Middle Tennessee loses Octavius Mathers to the NFL. And Middle Tennessee State has three new offensive line starters, whereas Western returns three offensive line starters. Other than that, these two teams look, you know, like a mirror image almost. Yeah, yeah. it's really kind of odd how they how, how much alike they look. Yeah, I, I think it will be um, should be a lot of fun though uh, to see how how that plays out. The, one of the big storylines here in the East um, is uh, the retur- is the Kiff. Um, he, <laughs> the Kifanita. That, uh, that'll classify as the most interesting storyline from this conference. I, I, well, I yeah, I mean, he, he, he's basically uh, just resurrected last chance you at FAU. Um, well, it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun twelve games till he heads off to Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, uh, Coach, do you have any any thoughts here on uh, on what, what's going on down there at FAU? Well, I, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, he. He's like, yeah, we're we're LSU. We're the last strike you, and uh, you know he, he gets guys that are on their last strike and whatever. I mean, Kiffin is a cartoon character. I mean, he 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 really is. He's just he's just he's almost becoming a joke of himself, you know. And uh, it it's just get kind of comical, and you know maybe he somewhere underneath all of that is you know a good football mind. He comes from a good football family with his, you know, with his father being Monty Tiffin, who I think he just turned 150 yesterday and, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's still going. So, uh, you know, what they bring to the table, I, I, you know, I think they finished just outside the top three. Uh, I think the difference between them and old dominion is old dominion just has so many more people coming back, returning eight offensive starters and seven defensive starters, 15 overall. Um, for uh, for the monarchs, who I think they won our mascot challenge, didn't they? Oh yeah. Conference. But uh, he hired his brother Chris away from Ole Miss to, to be his defensive coordinator, so he's keeping it all in the family. Uh, they're going to play a base four three, so that's what you're going to see out of them defensively. They uh, they return. Hold on, I want to I want to have a quick aside there, Coach. I met Chris Kiffin on a plane once um, in Kansas City. Um, he was out there. He, he he was out there recruiting. Uh, couldn't have been a nicer guy, which really sort of took me aback. He's about the polar opposite of Wayne. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. really, really nice guy. Uh, yeah. He just sat and chatted with me for like twenty minutes about 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 Ole Miss football. Um, it was it was yeah. pretty cool. We were talking about Robert Kimbici a couple of years ago. So yeah. yeah, 
uh, he was, you know, one of the guys instrumental in getting him there on campus. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like that. But yeah, it's, you know, going back to what they have uh, offensively, this is, you know, this is where DeAndre Johnson comes in, um, you know, last chance you and Kendall Bryles who, um, you know, who was involved in all that stuff at Baylor and, then you you know it, it's it's all a big it's all a big mess that could either turn out really really good for him, uh, or it could completely blow up in his face because you know he's going to leave for Ole Miss. Kendall Browse is going to get involved in something else. DeAndre Johnson, you know, might get involved with another female down there in South Florida. Who knows? You know, there's there's just it's just so volatile down there with with all the personalities mm-hmm. they they brought in. But you know, outside of all of the Outside of all of the exterior stuff, I think, you know, he's a good offensive mind. DeAndre Johnson is a is a extremely talented quarterback, but they're going to lean on uh, they're going to lean on Devin Singletary anyway. They're going to lean lean on the run game, which is which is odd, you know, with Kendall Bryles coming from where he's coming from. But I think he's going to, you know, they're going to rely heavily on the zone run, and they're going to do some things off the zone uh, just to try to get established. But you know, I. I feel like I'm spending way too much time on a uh, on a fourth place team. So all right, well, I'll, just, I'll just kind of yeah, I'll just kind of leave it at that. That you know, we we are huge down in Boca Raton, Florida. So <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. We are huge in Boca Raton. Our our, our entire listenership is, is is FAU Owl fans. So I wanted to give them what they wanted. I was gonna say I know they're talking about Old Dominion. I think they have great continuity on that offensive line. They return a. Solid running back tandem with uh, Ray Lowry and Jeremy Cox. That's a pretty good set to have right there. I think they have a, one of the better defensive lines in the entire conference. And if they figure out that rest, that defense, there's a chance they win this division. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, uh, they could get a couple of bounces going their way. I mean, they return 15 starters, as, as I said. They could, they're like one or two bounces away from – winning this whole thing and, and you know they they get a they get a good run going they could certainly do it and and I really like what they put together last year I really kind of like how they put themselves on the map but uh you know they're you know they, they return everything but their quarterback so that'll be kind of interesting but they have Ray Lowry uh who, who I like the most on this team at, at running back I think they're going to feature him over there I I love the fact that they return three of their back-end people and three of their defensive line. Uh, unfortunately, they replace all three linebackers. But, you know, again, you know, however you want to do it, they can do a lot of line stunts um, with the defensive line. And I'm sure some of the guys they have coming in at linebacker have a little bit of experience maybe. Um, but it, it's, it's going to be interesting for Old Dominion. I, you know, um, you know, I, I give them – much, much more of a shot. They are probably your true sleeper, and they're really only a sleeper because they're in the same division with MTSU and Western Kentucky. If they weren't in that division, I would put them as a legitimate contender, but right now I'm going to classify them as a, as a sleeper, um, but they're like right there on the borderline. They're kind of like a sleeper contender, um, but <laughs> if they sleep, were in the uh, uh, We'll call them a sleep tender. A sleep tender. There you go. Um I know Aunt Sally will uh, will love uh, will love our new vocabulary there, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, Old Dominion. They, I, I, I kind of just wish they were in the Western Division because I think they, I think them. And, well, let's hop over then to the West Coach because I think that um, it, 
you know, uh, I think a lot of people think that Louisiana Tech is going to run away with it just like they did in our uniform rankings. I well, do. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 think there's a, I think there's one team that will kind of give them some trouble, but for the most part, yeah, I think I think they run away with it. They're just too decadent talented, you know. Um, they had, you know, they, they have a 19-5 and record in conference play um, in, the, in the last three seasons. They've won it twice. They've won the division twice. Uh, they they haven't been able to get over the hump with uh, with Western Kentucky, but uh, and they still and I don't think they you know just to foreshadow I don't think they will. But they have a road game at Western Kentucky, uh, but they have a conference schedule that that really um, it, it is in their favor. They have you know they have uh, they host San Antonio. They're at UTEP. I'm going from the from the, from the bottom up. They're home against Florida Atlantic and North Texas. They're home against probably their biggest uh, rival in this division, Southern Miss. They're at UAB, which doesn't really matter, truthfully. Um, but September 16th at Western Kentucky, that could, you know, that's most definitely probably going to be your preview for the uh, Conference USA Championship. If they could sneak up and get a win, they could open the door for Old Dominion there. So uh, don't count out the Bulldogs and, and, their, uh, and their awesome uniforms on September 16th. That'll be that'll be kind of the game to watch in this conference because that's kind of the first chance that they could they could have to really sneak up and, and get Western Kentucky because they're going to have to be a tough game on the road. So, um, you know, offensively they they have a uh, they have a spread attack. Uh, they have a thousand yard rusher in Jared Kraft. They have uh, they also have. Boston Scott, who could fit in not only as a breakaway threat, but could also fit in the all-main team. Uh, the wide receiving core, uh, they lose Trent Taylor and Carlos Henderson, but they had actually two guys transfer in, one from Tulane and Teddy Beal, and the other from Oklahoma. He, Adrian Hardy, he was a former signee uh, for, for Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, they bring those two guys into uh, what looks to be a pretty talented group. Uh, an inexperienced group, relatively inexperienced, but uh, extremely talented nonetheless. Uh, three starters coming back on the offensive line, two interior guys and a right tackle. So the run game looks to looks to be strong. They re- they return the right guard and right tackle. Uh, defensively, uh, they they. Uh, oh my gosh, Louisiana Tech's defensive line is fantastic. <laughs> Yes. They they, uh, yes. they they returned seven of their top eight guys, including um, uh, Jalen you know, Ferguson. Ferguson, who should be the conference defensive player of the year. Yes, yep. uh, he's he, mine. Yep. He's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's unanimous. <laughs> it's, it's unanimous. You know, I, I was I was I was trying to give you a, a, a teaser to uh, to uh, foreshadow and to throw you off a little bit, but no. I mean, I, I'll give it away now. He he is. He is the class of the Conference USA when it comes to defense, and especially defense alignment. Had 14 and a half sacks a year ago. Uh, Deldrick Can- Canty, I think I said that right. Uh, Deldrick Canty also, um, he- he's on the other end. So if, if you put too much attention on Jalen Ferguson, Deldrick Canty will-, will jump up and get you. Russell Ferris is, uh, is the only guy coming back at the linebacker spot, but um, they have a little bit more experience than, than you would think with a junior senior coming to uh, – to man those other two starting positions at corner, uh, you're you're not returning any starters, but you know you do have a little bit of experience there at least on the one side with Ronald Lewis. You do re- return one of your safeties in Cedric Cooper. I think I said that right. S E C Drick Cooper. 
against mm-hmm. Cedric Wright. Yep. Um, Hook, you know, Daryl Lewis as well um, at the other safety. He, he comes in. He didn't start last year, but he does probably bring some experience. They have uh, Lou Groves, a semifinalist, Jonathan Barnes. He's coming back. Um, yep. You know, he's the one that uh, hit that field goal as time expired to beat Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl, if you don't remember. They have the Australian Devin Dyer coming back um, as their punter. And uh, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. And, and Matt, you and him would get along well because he's a former rugby player. Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, Coach, Coach, you think that uh, it's the it's the mustard buzzards or the roadrunners that's going to push them the most in the West? You know, I, I, I can honestly flip a coin here, um, but I I think ultimately it's going to be. And I'm going to build suspense here. It's going to ultimately be. I think the Roadrunners push them the most. Ooh. Uh, road, um, Roadrunners have a really good secondary. They, they really do. I mean, they return seven starters on defense and six starters on offense. And Southern Miss really only returns ten starters overall, only four on the defense, and that concerns me. Um, that, that's, the, that's the thing that's the difference. You know, you have, you have you know, your two lockdown corners coming back. I call them lockdown corners. I'm just kind of being nice. But um, they have – they have three of their back-end guys coming back with Nate Gaines, Tedrick McGee, and Austin Juke. Two of them are corners. One's a safety. Um, they kind of play like a three-safety type. They are 4-2-5 team, so they have actually three safeties and two corners. Uh, they return both their linebackers, Josiah Tafua and Lakel Bass. Josiah Tafua started a year ago as a freshman, so um, he was uh, he is coming back. He was a freshman All-American, actually. He had 115 tackles. Lakeel Bess is also uh, – he had 87 tackles a year ago as well. Uh, they're coming back again. Two guys that would be pretty good candidates in most conferences for defensive player of the year, but unfortunately your Jalen Ferguson in your conference probably not going to do it. Um, they have – on the defensive line, they have um, – you know, they have some returners coming back as well. Uh, they have – they're both their defensive ends are returning and, and they kind of the way they kind of play their line is they play with three defensive ends and a defensive tackle. So it's kind of it's kind of an odd setup where I'm ge- I'm guessing they just kind of play one of those guys as like a wide nine and they'll play like a five and a nine and like probably you know a nose and a five or that's probably some funky way they uh, have to watch them, I'll have to watch them play to kind of see how they I'd be interested to see how they how they set their line. But uh, they have Marcus Davenport uh, coming back, he plays defensive end. Um, it's kind of like a stand-up guy. Uh, they have junior Kevin Strong, who moved from nose guard last year. He plays one of the end spots. And also King Newton, who uh, who's not a son of Cam Newton, but a son of <laughs> Nate Newton. Oh, uh, Nate Newton, I believe, is still in the pen for uh, uh, for marijuana distribution. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what weighs more, the weed in his trunk when he got caught. Or meat after eating uh, all you can eat ribs. Uh, I mean, Nate Newton uh, was caught with over four hundred pounds. So, coach, you're a big guy, but you're not. You're, you know, you're not over four bills. Um, <laughs> any anyone else from the from the bottom half of the uh, of the West, North Texas Rice, UTEP, or UAB? Uh, you know, in particularly intriguing to you, Josh? Uh, no. Okay, coach, you got anything yeah. to add? I was going to say about the only thing intriguing is if uh, Sean Kugler at UTEP can hold on to his job. Yeah. Uh, Coach, you got you, you, anything about the, those squads that, that you like? 
Uh, I like UTEP's mascot and uniform, I guess. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know. I just, I just don't think the bottom half of this conference is really – I think it's a very top-heavy conference. And, you know, the, these teams are going to be, you know, somewhat competitive because they're in Division One. But, you know, I think once you get into conference play, you'll really start to kind of see the separation of, separation of powers. I think in the West it's going to be – it's going to be Louisiana Tech and everybody else. You know, maybe maybe San Antonio will, will jump up and and nip, nip at their heels for a minute. But I think I think Louisiana Tech is ultimately just just kind of playing to get ready for the conference championship. And and, and I think you know the East is a lot more interesting. But really, uh, you know, outside of the circus that is FAU, I mean, your three contenders are on that side of the ball. Old Old Dominion. Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. I really wished Old Dominion. I really wish one of those three teams were on the other side because I think it would be an extremely competitive uh, two divisions. I think you would have a ton. I think you would have tons of fun watching those top four teams play and battle it out and see how it goes. But Old Dominion's going to be on the outside looking in. They're going to be they're going to be peeking over at a, at a division, going, man, you know, God, our, our <laughs> record would probably win this division, obviously. Or All right. Our div- yeah, man. Well, are, are, so are we consensus for Stockstill and Ferguson as our offensive and defensive player of the years, respectively? Yes. I'm curious if Mike White can win because of just not having as much talent around him as Stock, with Stockstill. I wonder if Mike White just puts up such absurd numbers as well as winning the division, pushes them over the hump. I, I think defense, honestly, is going to make a difference in Western Kentucky. Um, I, I think Stockstill is going to put up the better numbers, um, but I, I think running game and uh, the fact that they host that they host their toughest games, which is uh, Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee, I think the fact that they host those two are okay. going to be are going to be the difference makers, honestly, in why they win the division. Uh, otherwise, I think if they play at Middle Tennessee, I, I think they lose this year. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think MTSU is that talented, but. I just don't. I'm just not sure that MTSU is that good of a road team, honestly. Um, and uh, you know that's going to be the difference. All right, all right. Well, uh, I think that is going to do it here for uh, Conference USA here. Um, unless uh, either of you guys have anything to add. I was just going to say I love that running back tandem that Louisiana Tech has. Coach hammered that perfectly. That's a impressive, impressive skill set for the for the Bulldogs, and that's actually why I have Tech beating Western Kentucky, and as a result, I got Skip Holtz winning my Coach of the Year. Um, all right. Well, um, we're going to take um, a break here and be back with um, uh, the Pac-12. So, the Pacific uh, 12. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.